What is going on, my friends? This is Demian, your host of That Arsenal Win Podcast. And on this week's episode, I will be talking about transfers, transfers, transfers. Do we need anybody? Really? You wanted an Arsenal Win Podcast. Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Win Podcast. Let's go. Welcome, 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 wherever you are listening from. As always, it is such a pleasure to be here, to know that somebody's out there listening to whatever I have to say about the team we love so much, the good old Arsenal women. And uh, today we just got the news. If you are like me and follow the Dutch national team, that Mark Parsons was fired and I am not, uh, I will just refer to you to the previous episode, the Orange Lewin and uh, special that I did to know where I stand. But it just, I think it's just football news. So it, it was worth sort of mentioning it because um, it's something that I kind of <laughs> was looking forward to. But anyhow, as you know, everybody and their mother is signing players left, right and center. Teams are getting reinforcements in every position, it seems, in every league. PSG is stronger. Man City are stronger. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, everybody just seems to be getting stacked and stacked and stacked. And Arsenal aren't signing anybody. And I understand why a lot of people are freaking out about it. And that's just sort of what I wanted to discuss today. Because... I think it's sort of endemic of Arsenal club, the football club as a whole. Like the transactions in the past few years have been sort of strange. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like with Mikel Arteta, it has been really interesting the past couple of summers. Uh, Jonas brought in a couple of players. Um, of course, Joe Montemuro was signing players as well. It's just like really interesting to sort of look back and see what we have done. But overall, I've thought that the transfer policy on the women's side has been very effective and very efficient. And I am not um, one of those people that thinks that the reason why we didn't win last year specifically had anything to do with the players that we had or didn't have. Uh, to be completely honest with you, we were one point of the championship. So I don't think it's uh, one specific player would have done made a difference, you know, whereas uh, I don't know, I might be wrong, but I just don't have the same sort of outlook that a lot of people have. And it's normal to want to compare our transfer policy to or activity, I should say, to those of other teams that might have. Um, I've always seen it as them having more needs. Right. So not necessarily every team is buying players to progress so much as to plug in gaps in holes that need it to be sort of attended to. And I know that that might be kind of ambiguous or even contradicting, but I believe that with the current squad that we have, we have more than enough to win the WSL, to be completely honest with you, and that we are going to be able to integrate players uh, better 
than a lot of uh, a lot of players, uh, a lot of teams. And what I mean by that is that they all know each other, and there is no sort of um, acclimating pro- uh, process, or you know, players that come from different leagues or that aren't used to the WSL, or that don't know the players. And I think the Euros help a lot of that because everybody now will identify who's who in which teams they play. And they players that might be not used to Alessia Russo will now be like, oh, okay, this is what she does. Or Chloe Kelly, or, you know, whomever. Leah Williamson, Beth Mead, and so on and so forth. So I'm really excited about sort of the what what the Euros mean to the WSL in, in football as a whole. But like I was saying, you know, th- this this to me, this squad is very, very special and they get along so well. And what we see on social media and, and the way they interact with each other, it's something that is very, very beautiful. And I'm very confident that they'll continue to grow and expand and get to know each other better and better and better. And for all intents and purposes, this might be like the third season with a very, very, very similar squad. And I'm very excited about that. It's almost like third time's a charm, and, and I'm excited to see them sort of going all the way. And as far as, like, to borrow a little bit of um an Arsene Wenger-ism, I do feel that every so often there is a player that is plagued by injuries that when they come back, they actually do feel like a new signing. And we had heard about this at nauseum with players like Jack Wilshire, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, excuse me, um, and other players, Thomas Vermalen, and players like that that were very important to the club, but they were injured so much. And then, you know, when so-and-so comes back, it'll be like a new signing to almost sort of hide or use as a shield as to why they weren't making purchases. Maybe it had to do with being strapped of money uh, or Wenger being sort of micromanagement, micromanager and not wanting to sign whomever or relinquish any sort of power. So it doesn't matter. However, all I'm saying is, or I'm saying all of this because I do believe that a healthy Jordan Nobbs is exactly what this team needs. And if I had to, you know, sort of go back and, and, and revisit what I had said about how we were I didn't think we were short of players to win the WSL. I do believe that with a Jordan Nobs in a more healthy way, playing that sort of position that she does and, and the way she does and how she riles the team and rallies the team and how she is respected and instills fear in that sort of forward motion constantly, I think that it would have been a, 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 a thing of... of winning some of the games we tied. So I do feel that that is sort of an indicator, and I do believe that Jordan is an indicator of how the season will go, even though I feel like on the pitch, sort of more on the mechanics side of it, I do feel that Leah Valti is the 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 sort of the thermometer or the barometer of where the team is. If she's playing well, we're all play- the whole team is playing well. I feel, uh, but there's something to be said about um, Jordan in 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 her performances and what I think might mean to 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 the 
overall sort of arch or arc of the season. And last but not least, I, you know, I was reading the comments a, a few a few days ago, a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, about a, a few people were sort of worried about Kim Little being so active in the NWSL and have p playing so many minutes and how that would, you know, translate to Arsenal, how it might affect Arsenal, especially when we don't really, for a lot of people, we don't have a lot of players that could cover her position. Uh, rightfully so, wrongfully so, however you want to think about it, doesn't doesn't really matter. The, the, the point is that I am of the belief that this could maybe apply to any player on planet Earth except for Kim Little. Like, to me, what that showed, instead of like, oh, yes, I'm going to rest and, you know, recharge for the new season, To me, what it shows is such a driven mentality and a winning mentality uh, to always want to play and be in an optimal position. And, you know, for some players, a couple of weeks rest is enough. Three weeks, a month is enough. For others, they, you know, they want to sleep all day and, you know, train as little as possible. And I'm not calling them lazy, you know. P players like Michael Sen. I think he would sleep some absurd number of hours a day, like 18 hours a day or something crazy. Um, and he was probably the fittest player, one of the fittest players in the last 20 years in, in world football. Uh, so I am really excited to see how her playing in the NWSL sort of translates to the WSL. And what I mean by that, or what I'm trying to sort of illustrate is that, If a lot of players start, call it September, and they might take four or five fixtures to really gel and start, you know, playing at their peak and playing at their best, Kim's already doing it because she's been playing for a while. So beyond that, I think it was a smart move from her not playing for Scotland and Scotland not being involved in the Euros to have competitive football and keep the mind sharp more than the body. Obviously, her body is unquestionably a machine, a Rolls Royce. Uh, but there's something that I would, in, I would in sort of assume that is what she wants to keep fresh, that sort of competitive attitude. So to sort of wrap this all up, Kim being the sharpest, maybe mentally, um, than maybe previous seasons, I'm not saying that she wasn't sharp before. I'm just sort of speculating here. Hopefully, Jordan will be in a much more uh, fit um, body state of being, <laughs> uh, which will help us a lot. And I think the overall team spirit and um, what winning Euros did to specifically Leah Williams and Beth Mead, because they're the ones that played, um, but of course, Wuben Moy as well, I think it can only help our squad and of course other teams are stacked and they're playing great and you know man city is to me it's almost whom i think might be a bigger challenge than than uh, than chelsea really probably because i couldn't take one more chelsea championship i'm going to poke my eyes out with a spoon but um 
I just overall have a really, really good vibe. And I'm curious to know what you think. I mean, what are your thoughts on Jordan, on Kim, on the lack of signings? Um, if you could sign two or three players, who would they be and why? Please let me know when you see this either on Twitter or DM, whatever you want. Thank you all so much for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it. all of you. We'll chat again soon.